The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. I am so, so, so excited to introduce my guest to you today. We are going to be talking with Dr. Amy Novotny. She is a doctor of physical therapy, and I just love Dr. Amy's story because she found that traditional physical therapy techniques just weren't cutting it when it came to pain relief for her clients. So she took it upon herself to research this area of pain management and pain relief. And she worked to find a better way to help people living with chronic pain. And that eventually led to her developing the PABR Institute. This is a treatment method that provides pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who are looking for a naturalistic form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. Her technique has also been found to improve sleep, and chronic pain. And in this episode, Dr. Amy will tell you a bunch of tips and tricks to help you calm your fight or flight mode through breathing and postural techniques. And then ultimately that can result in improved mobility and less stress. Dr. Amy Novotny, it is a pleasure having you here. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here, Gretchen. It's such an honor to be here and it's always a joy to share with people. Of course. I'm so excited to pick your brain because I think it's pretty rare to have a physical therapist that also knows a great deal about pain management because so many people, MS or otherwise, have pain. I think I remember learning in PT school, it's like 80% of people in their life will have pain. Is that right? I actually believe it's higher than that. I think a hundred percent has pain. I I don't really know anyone who hasn't had some type of pain in their life and whether or not that turns into chronic is another story, but most people have had some type of pain that's lasted more than a couple days. So yeah, Yeah. it's important. Oh my gosh. So common. Before we jump into the nitty gritty details, I would love to ask you a question from my interview deck of cards and get to know you a little bit more, especially for my listeners who haven't heard of you before. Sounds great. I can't wait. All right. So your question is, who's someone you'd like to trade places with for a day? Oh, totally. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He, he is an amazing person. If you've never heard of him, he does incredible research on the brain and looking at how our thoughts determine our brain chemistry and our thoughts and our beliefs affect our actions and affect our brain chemistry. He would be a fascinating person. I just like to be in his shoes, just go through his day, see all those interactions, impact all those people, but absolutely him. 
I love how quickly you were able to think of that. I'm still trying to brainstorm in the back of my mind who I'd want to be, but that's so cool. And that does sound like it'd be a great person to, to be for a day. Awesome. Thank you so much for answering. So let's dive in. So I would love to start with you explaining what PABR or PABR method is and how did you come about developing it? Sure. So PABR PABR stands for pain awareness, breathing relief. Now, when I I did my doctorate in physical therapy, started the traditional route, but I realized there needed to be a lot more. People were getting better, but there was still big populations, you know, in society who really didn't get the type of relief that traditional physical therapy methods would, you know, educate people on. And so I started looking at how do we have asymmetries in the body that cause pain or cause immobility? And I took some courses through the Postural Restoration Institute, started looking at that. But then I realized there's more to it than even that. There's more to the asymmetries. There's a part of our bodies called our fight or flight nervous system that really impacts our pain levels. And it's not just something in your head. I hear all the time, oh, pain is a psychological thing, a stressor that's a component that can contribute to physiological changes in the body that lead to pain. But during this time, I was also running marathons and I wanted to qualify for Boston. So I started running on the, well, I was running on the treadmill, but while I was running on the treadmill, I started breathing differently. I started playing with my breathing. If I breathe this way, what happened? If I breathe this way, what happened? And so I started playing with it and I started thinking about the anatomy and physiology of the diaphragm and what truly makes a diaphragm work? Well, we know that the rib cage being down in front helps support the diaphragm. And while I was running and when I changed my breathing to reflect that, all of a sudden, all the aches and pains went away. And I'm talking, you know, the tightness, the, the irritation, if you had piriformis syndrome or foot issues, all these different things that were common, commonly afflict runners, especially distance runners, and I'd run up to 100 miles. I could get myself out of it and it could happen very quickly within a couple minutes. And so I was running at the time, eight miles on the treadmill, a seven minute mile pace. And I'd get off the treadmill and be like, wait a second, doesn't even feel like I ran. What is going <laughs> on here? I'm like, okay, am I on to something, you know? So I started playing, using myself as a guinea pig, started playing with it. And after I could reproduce it in myself, I started experimenting on patients. I was working at a PT clinic at the time and I started experimenting and I realized that I could get people out of pain faster than traditional timeframes, people in nerve pain, neurological conditions, things like that, where they thought that it was going to be months on end to heal a nerve. They could get better a lot faster or work with people with stroke or MS who had some type of deficit for a long period of time. They could get more function back. They can move their arm differently. They can move their legs differently. All of a sudden they could walk normally where they didn't before. And so it was such a powerful transformation. That's how I started developing this method. I started diving in. Okay. That person didn't get better. Okay. What did I do wrong with that person? Did I miss some steps into getting them to achieve what this other person did? And so, you know, it's a trial and error. It's a process it took several years of doing this. And that's how it led to this method. That is amazing. I 
am honestly a little jealous. So one thing that I had on my bucket list was running a half marathon. I don't know why, because I, I would never consider myself a runner in the sense that I would run, but I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like something that was really cool, like to run a half marathon. But I can say that I've actually ran six half marathons now, but with every one I had pain in my hips and my knees and my feet. And I know for a fact that at least part of it was my breathing because I also had really bad cramps like in my lung area. So I feel like that would make a huge difference. Huge, huge difference. And it is so much fun to to work with runners and show them how they can calm their nervous system down in the middle of a run to alleviate pain. And it's, you get goosebumps when you, this happens to you, because as you're doing it, all of a sudden the pain goes away, you're kind of shocked and say, okay, wait, how did that happen? Oh my gosh, did it really just go away just like that? It's, it's like a light switch. Once you can turn off the nervous system, the muscles release their abnormal pull on your bones or tissues or joints or wherever they're pulling, and all of a sudden pain goes away. And it's truly a phenomenon when you go through it. And it's, it's such a beautiful process to teach other people. That is so cool. That sounds so rewarding. So most of my listeners are either people who have multiple sclerosis or they know someone with MS or a neurological or autoimmune condition that impairs their mobility. So how does something like this work for someone in that population versus runners? Is it the same Mm -hmm. or is it any different? It's, there's obviously some little adjustments depending on a function of a person. So if a person's in a wheelchair, there's going to be some adjustments to it. If a person is uh, slightly ambulatory, there's some adjustments, but in honesty, the fight or flight nervous system affects us all. So some people like, let's say if you have MS, you have this other neurological system that's laid on top of the fight or flight nervous system. So you have two things that are kind of going at you. Unfortunately, we want to address both of them, but it's still the same impact. So if your fight or flight nervous system is ramped up and you're on high alert, which most of us are nowadays, it's going to cause a muscle contraction on top of your voluntary contractions. Let me give an example. So if I lift up a bucket of water, okay, I know my bicep muscles in my upper arm is contracting. I can see it bulge if, you know, if I have some muscle there and I can lower the bucket down and it goes flabby on me. Now, if I lift that bucket up, I know that's voluntary muscle that's contracting. And all of a sudden I hear a loud bang and I don't know what it is. And it sounds like a gunshot to me. I'm going to tense up all over. Now I can put that bucket of water down and my bicep muscle is still going to be firing a little bit as well as the rest of my body, because I responded to something that scared me and caused an emotional reaction. That's sympathetic tone. That's fight or flight tone. Now, if I look out the window and I see, oh, it was a car firing. Oops, okay, I'm totally fine. Now I'm clearing myself mentally, emotionally, and intellectually. But if I don't now pause and say, okay, I need to release that tension in my body. I need to be aware of it and release it and let it go. If I don't do that, my nervous system is going to adjust to keep me in that tense state because that fight or flight nervous system adjusts very quickly to our current state. And if we don't recognize and clear our body from that trigger, all of a sudden now my muscles are going to be tense. And this often happens without our awareness because 
I gave you an extreme example, but this happens you have a fight with your neighbor, you have a problem with your boss, problem with a relative, a kid, or whatever it is, money issues, anything like that, any stressor that we have in our life puts us in a high alert and ramps us up. Now, the key is how do we release that from our body? And well, first we have to become aware of it. Then we learn how to release it. And then we start to get mobility back that we didn't know we could have. And this works for people with MS or some other type of neurological condition just as much as it works for someone who doesn't have that condition. So that's why we can make big gains because let me tell you, someone who has some type of condition on top of what we're talking about, their levels of stress are gonna be even higher than someone who doesn't have that. And so that level of stress of just dealing with a disease condition is going to put even more tension into the muscles that we have control and we can learn how to release. That makes so much sense. The first thing that I thought of as you're saying this is how many clients I've had tell me that they fell for whatever reason. And sometimes it's actually a controlled fall. They don't even like using the word fall because it wasn't this drastic fall that people normally think of. It was just controlled down, but regardless, they still fell down to the ground and they physically cannot get up, but mentally they're thinking this is fine. You know, I'm okay. Like mentally they're fine, but physically their body kind of goes into shock almost, and they can't bend their knee as much, or they physically can't get themselves up off of the ground. So my advice, which now I'm questioning my own advice, but my (laughs) advice was always, you know, just sit there rest, relax, you know, even though you feel fine mentally, your body went through a, a, a small level of trauma. So just rest it out a bit and then, you know, try to get up in a couple of minutes, but it sounds like you might also suggest some type of breathing pattern. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so, and especially with the fall, something like that, the body has gone through a trauma. And so that was a physical stressor. So your brain is still going to react. It's going to kick in the fight or flight nervous system. So what you're saying to wait a few seconds, yes, that's great. So let yourself calm down, but the body might need an additional help to free it from that fight or flight state. So breathing is one part of it, but body repositioning is the other. Now, and the reason I say that is there's a lot of work out there right now about breath work does great things for people. It helps calm people down. It gives them a rhythm for their breathing pattern. But if you want to truly get another level of control over your body, we have to get your body position in the correct position so that your breathing matches it. And what I mean by that is your rib cage. When your rib cage is tilted up, so the front of your chest lifts up, your shoulders are pulled back, you suck up your gut, trying to get that Superman posture, you are now kicking in your fight or flight nervous system and your breathing is now going to be in fight or flight state, which goes against a lot of training. You know, you know this Gretchen, you're taught have a nice tight, tight core, solid, you know, be this perfect posture. We're taught that in doctoral school for physical therapy. And I go against all that stuff now because if I want to calm myself down to be able to get up and use muscles in a different way, I need to be calm. It's not to say that doesn't have a place. Yes, we wanna be in fight or flight mode at some times. If I'm running out of a burning building, absolutely. But let's say you're on the ground. Now we need to get your rib cage dropped down in front 
so that your diaphragm actually can be supported and used instead of your back muscles being used. And so one of the things doing that is you shift the way you breathe. It helps calm down your muscles so they relax naturally internally, not from you stretching them, but they learn to relax internally. That then gives them a chance to contract to help push you up from the ground. And it really helps when you can learn that process and understand it because it will get you so much more in terms of functional gains than if you try to use your back and try to shove your shove up by sticking your chest out. Wow. That I feel like that could be a game changer for some people, just changing the position that doesn't require any strength or special skills. you like, anyone can do that. Absolutely. And anyone can do it. And I've seen strength gains go through the roof, but the thing, the thing is too, is a lot of people will compensate when they try to get into the correct position. There's almost a process that I take people through to get them into the correct position. It's not just necessarily, okay, well, I'm going to bend forward. A lot of people will bend forward. They bend at their hips, but they keep their back rigid. So they may think their rib cage is down in the correct position, but it's not quite. So there is a process of releasing the belly to drop the ribs so that your breathing then follows suit so that you release some muscles. There is a little bit of a process to it. And that's why I encourage people become more aware of your body. Step one, become more aware. That's the A in the PABR method is awareness is we need to get you from pain to relief. But step one is we have to get you aware of where you're at. And then we can use breathing and repositioning to get you relief. Awesome. So is the PABR method something that's like a six week protocol or 12 week protocol, or is it different for everyone based on their adjustments and their progress through each step. Yes. And I would love it if it was just a certain set of protocol, but unfortunately everyone's background is completely different. Their medical status, their emotional status, their stress status, their trauma status, their time, how much they can do, their compliance, everything comes into play. So how fast I move someone through a program is really dependent on my interactions with someone. Because if I see you come in and you're more emotionally reactive on a day, I'm not going to have you do something that's really physically challenging, that's gonna increase your emotional reactivity. I'm gonna do something that's very calming, but still gets you gains. So that pulls you down. So then I can shift you to something that's more challenging. So it really depends on, I'm sensing a person's vibes the whole entire time I'm working with them. I actually really like that. One of my favorite things as a PT, and I have a feeling that you would probably agree, is the creativity and that it's not just a specific protocol that you just follow with every single person. It is different for everyone. And not only that, but it's different with the same person each time you see them. So it does require you to get creative and brainstorm how best to work with that person each day. Yep. And that's why what I tell people, I don't do physical therapy anymore. I coach people on their nervous system because it's, it really isn't physical therapy. It's how to gain control of your nervous system and learn how to free up your body so you can move differently, be out of pain, sleep better, avoid certain surgeries, get off certain medications. It's, it's a different type of protocol. And to me, it's very important to 
teach someone the skills so that they have an internal change, not apply something externally. Yeah. So it sounds like you could use these things that you're teaching them for any type of, I don't know how to word this, any, anything that happens that might cause you to normally have a traumatic response, whether it's stress or physical Mm -hmm. or just something that we're telling ourselves in our mind. So is the goal then that you are avoiding those traumatic responses, like something might happen and you don't respond in that way, or is the goal that when that happens, you can calm yourself down or do I just have this all wrong? Oh, it's a little bit of both. So unfortunately, typically when people come to work with me, they're in some type of crisis. So step one is we have to get them out of that crisis. And as they're getting out of the crisis, they're learning skills to ward off future crises. They're gaining the ability to say, okay, I'm now calming myself down. Now the next stressor that comes up, I can say, whoop, okay, we're not gonna let that imprint in my body like I used to. So that way I don't have a physiological change in my body that contributes to pain, lack of movement or whatever it is. I can say, nope, I'm going to calm myself down. I'm going to put up this barrier. It's not going to happen. And that's how you can start to change your interactions in the world. Because of course, as soon as we start to be able to ward off the physiological effects on our body, our brain chemistry changes as well, which is going to help us mentally and emotionally. So as stressors come up, not only are you protecting yourself physically, but you're also protecting your mindset, your mind your emotions, your intellect, when stressors come up. And so it's this, it's almost a cascade effect that you start to shift how you respond and it helps in all these other arenas of your life. Amazing. So who would you say is your perfect or not perfect, your ideal (laughs) client, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, what is something like you mentioned that some people who come see you are usually in some type of crisis. What is an example. So like if someone listening is feeling these things, they might think, oh, I, sh- I can actually get help for this. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe they didn't know that they could get help for it before. Right. And I hate to say this, but pretty much anyone who has type of pain, if you've had pain and you've tried physical therapy, you tried chiropractor, you tried massage, you tried acupuncture, and you decide that, you know what, I want to actually learn how to change my internal wiring of my body and control my body and not have to rely on external modalities, then I would say, hey, let's talk. And and I say that those other modalities are great. They're fabulous. They do amazing things for people all over the world. But sometimes people don't want to do something externally or they just want to gain more control over their body. Or sometimes those other modalities aren't working. That's when I work with people. And so it can be a pain It can be stress, anxiety, someone who can't breathe because they've had so much stress or anxiety, or even people who want to avoid surgeries. So I have countless people who were scheduled for knee replacements because they were bone on bone for 20 years. Um, They've had an acute rotator cuff tear or ACL tear, or they have neck pain and arm numbness or leg pain and back pain. If you want to work on changing your nervous system to avoid having a surgery, I say those people they work with as well. Wow. This is so cool. I feel like my whole world has just been opened and I view it differently now. <laughs> Can you suggest any 
books. And I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about right now, but I have this one book in my mind. I cannot remember what it's called, but I think it's geared towards physical therapists, but it's this book that has like a big head and a leg and an arm on it. And it was one that like everyone used to talk about. I think it might be called like pain explained or something like that. But do you have any books or resources that someone could go to at least start to begin understanding learning about pain? Because pain is kind of tough. You can feel it, but you can't see it. And therefore a lot of doctors might, um, or not necessarily just doctors, but doctors or people might think you're faking it because they can't see it either. So I think understanding it is huge. Do you have any, uh, resources for that? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Um, that one's a good one. I actually like something that's a little bit more of a twist. It's called the body keeps the score. And it talks about how our emotions affect our body and imprint on our body. And I think that's a place where I like a lot of people in chronic pain to start because they are often taught, like you said, that, oh, it's just in your head or there's nothing you can do. But when you realize how your body changes in response to your, to your outside world, that helps shift you to realize that you have more power than you think. And so that's a fabulous book. It's, there's a little bit of trauma and stuff involved in it, but I, it's written well. Um, there's great stories. I, I think it's a good one for people to get started on. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm actually really excited to let my listeners know that you are offering free 15 minute consults, which is so cool. Can you explain if, and, and by the way, for anyone interested, I will put the link in the show notes, but what will that 15 minutes look like? What could they expect from that? Sure. So obviously send me an email, say I heard, um, you heard me on your show, Gretchen, and then we'll set up a Zoom. It'll be online Zoom. And so I'm going to ask you, how can I help you? So the whole point in getting to know you is what is your problem? What's your crisis? What are you where are you trying to go? And so we're going to talk for a few minutes about that. And then um, I'll determine is if that is something, do you want to work one-on-one? Is that the best scenario for you? Is it something where you just want some resources and I do that for you? So we, it's a conversation to, so you get to know me and my personality. I get to know you and your personality and see if we're a correct fit to work together. Sometimes it's not. And I may say, hey, I think you need someone like, you know, I need you, you should go do Gretchen's program or you might need a psychologist before you work with me. Or maybe I just send you, here's a couple of videos that, I think if you just do these, you'll be fine going on your own. So it really does depend on the person, but we just want to take that 15 minutes to see if, if you want to, what step you want to take. Great. And again, that link will be in the show notes. So they'll just send you an email, say, Hey, heard you on the missing link podcast. Yes. Let's set up a call. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And how else can people find you? Do you have other social media accounts or YouTube or anything where they can learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. They can Google me on, I'm on all the social media, but probably the best way to reach me is on my website going there. You can learn more about it. Um, it's pabrinstitute.com, P-A-B-R-institute.com, but that's the best way. I mean, obviously you can social media stalk me all that you want, Instagram, Twitter, all that, but you know, however you choose. Sounds great. And 
for my listeners, I'll let you know, I have already stalked her. So I will put all of her Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that, including the website in the show notes. So that's where you can find her. Amy, thank you so much for being here. I think it's so important for my listeners to understand that while pain isn't something that you can see, you can definitely feel it. And there's, there's many ways to lessen it. So many people just either use medications or nothing. They just think they have to sit with it. So I think that you've opened all of our eyes and seeing, okay, maybe this other technique might be worthwhile. So thank you so much for your expertise and sharing it with us. Well, I appreciate you having me on and great interview questions. I, I just enjoy sharing this information because if you can give hope to people, you get them to think differently. If you just expose them to different ideas, it can change lives. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.